can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Welcome to Tuesdays with Kelly and Dan. We will be having Dan come join us soon. I know we've had people ask. Tonight I will be talking by myself, but that's okay because you're here with me to listen. Welcome. I recently got a dog and he is amazing. This is my way of slowing myself down. As all of you know, it's busy season and sometimes we don't allow ourselves to take a break or slow down and sometimes we need stuff to force us. If it's our kids or our husbands or hobbies. So between my kids and my new lab Ruger, I actually am getting home at a decent hour. So, but tonight or today, whenever you're listening, I was going to talk about being a single polar and being insured. My rule for insurance is I pay for insurance so that I don't have to use it. Ruger, stop. Sorry, you can probably hear him playing with the golf ball. So, yeah, exactly. I pay for insurance, so I don't have to use it. I would hate that I didn't have insurance and something happened and I could not afford to pay whatever happens. So this could be a car accident. This could be damaging someone's home from not, let's say, the broken pipe or I didn't close the filter all the way, or anything that can cause water to get out of the pool and into a home. Insurance is very, very important to have. So first one would be liability insurance. Liability insurance is gonna be the insurance that protects your business. So again, if you have a leak that was that happened, electrical issue, anything that was then deemed your fault that damaged the, the home of the homeowner or the pool, that's what it's gonna cover. There is various places you can get this liability insurance. You can get it through a broker. You can get it through a trade association. There's a lot of them that do offer or endorse insurance for that organization. Example would be IPSA. They endorse a certain insurance. Keep in mind, it's separate. You are have to be a member, kind of like AAA for their auto insurance in order to get the endorsed insurance. This can sometimes be a uh, benefit to you in multiple ways if you join a trade association to get your insurance because one, you get the insurance, but two, you get the added services. On top of it, you may even get a discounted rate on your insurance because you're doing it as a group plan instead of yourself. You definitely want to take a look at what your 
aggregate and your uh, per incident is because there's limits. The higher the limits, the more expensive. So I get my insurance through my trade association, IPSA, and I get $3 million aggregate and $1 million per occurrence. I have been lucky and have not used it. Let's keep it that way. The other options, like I said, you can go through a broker. You want to get somebody who honestly specializes in pools because they're going to know what kind of business you run and what you're going to need and what can cover you when that happens. Do your research, look at what the best option is for you and what the best you know, price is for you. Because obviously as a single puller, especially starting off, your budget's on the, the lower end, which, hey, everyone's been there. I've been there. And just keep it that way. Another thing, you want to look at those extras. Yes, you want the, the limits, like I said, to cover whatever happens. But you also want to look and see if that insurance covers pop-outs of, of a pool. Let's say you drain a pool and it pops out. You need to be covered for however expensive that's going to be. Not all insurances include that. You also want to see if they have hazmat coverage, how much the hazmat coverage is going to be. If you have an incident of spilling chemicals and hazmat has to come out, let's say it's a car accident or not even a car accident, you just somehow all you spill a bunch of chemicals, you know, shit happens. You want to make sure that that's a pretty high deductible because hazmat is not cheap when they come out. And then there is, you know, later on in life, when you've grown your business and you decided to have employees, you want to make sure that your employees are covered. And that's going to be a factor of what insurance company you're going to go for in order to get insurance. On top of the liability insurance for your business, you have to also look at your auto insurance. Okay. Again, as a single puller, just starting out, you're like, okay, I already have insurance through, you know, whatever company. But there's a difference between having auto insurance, like um, it's called commercial liability insurance um, for auto automotive. If you get in a car accident and you have labels on your truck that say it's a business, that is not going to be covered by your auto insurance that is non-commercial. They're going to be like you are working, you are driving your vehicle. This is not covered. If you have the commercial um, automotive insurance, it will be covered with whatever your parameters are. So just make sure you cover yourself. If something bad is going to happen, it's going to happen to you. And that's what I think every single time I ever think, oh, I can save a couple bucks by doing something else. I have learned over the years that sometimes it's best to have everything in black and white. Yes, you may go over with your customer everything your service entails. Yeah, they forget. They say you don't cover it, but you you know your you know your spiel. Just have an honestly, you have to have something for everything. So you, you can have something as simple as this is my procedure. When I had my weekly service, I had service agreements. It would have the basic information of, you know, their contact information, where their house is, what their pool was, what kind of surface, what kind of pumps, 
the whole nine yards. I would, I have actually a form where I go and I inventory every single thing at that equipment pad. You know, tap feeders, filters, additional chemical feeders, what size pipe, what uh, the serial numbers, everything. On pools that I do startups on, I'm starting to do the same thing, do the same sheet because all of that stuff will have to be warranted at some point. Make sure you have all those those basic details of what that pool is. You also wanna make sure that they understand what your payment arrangement is. You're paying X amount of dollars per month. This is what you're getting. And you know, nice bullet points. You don't need to be wordy, just very, very black and white. This is what's included. This is what I do. This is how often I come, all of that. You also want to say what the customer's responsibilities are, making sure there's access to your yard or their yard, making sure that there's clear access, meaning don't have a bunch of crap in front of the gate and you have to push your way through it. Because with me, if I can't walk easily through into your yard, that's considered a successful attempt and I will be back next week. If you want me to come back, I will be charging you extra and any issues that arise. Let's say it run, didn't have enough chlorine. Okay. If you got algae, uh, I have to use clarifier, phosphate remover, do an extra filter clean. All of that's going to cost extra because you didn't have your yard available to me. When it came to weekly service, I don't specify what time I'm coming. I just specify the day, make sure that it's available. I am not going to call you when I'm on my way or text you. That was just extra time and energy for me. And that just made it very difficult. Sometimes these customers are like, well, I want to be here when you're here, or I have to put my dog up. Well, if you can't, you know, have access and put your dog up on that day, I'm sorry, because every day is going to be different. You don't know if another pool takes you too long. You don't know if uh, you have a doctor's appointment or when your kids get sick or something that can make it so you can't be there the same time every single week. If you can't do that, there's no problem with that. Someone else can do that if they want to offer that. You also want to say, you know, penalties of things. Um, one thing I had in there was that they could not add any chemicals without my permission because, hey, what if I put a chemical in there that doesn't work with the chemical they're using? Those are great points. If they have an issue, call me. We'll, we'll talk about what's going on. You also want to let them know that, you know, if you don't pay me on time, this is what's going to happen. Late fees, uh, stop of service, etc. Another agreement that I started was for new plaster startups. I do a lot of them and I want them to understand what my procedure is. So again, the basic information, what kind of pool, what kind of pumps, what kind of filter, does everything work? Who plastered it? What color plaster? What kind of plaster? What the, the completion date was, what the fill date was, and when the 30 days is up. I also put in there what my procedure is, what I include, and what their responsibilities are and what my recommendations are. So things like if you have a plaster pool, and I mean regular plaster, I do not recommend you being in there for 30 days. You are, again, just like my service agreement for my pool service, they cannot add any chemicals to that pool without my permission because I need to know what's going in there in order for it to be taken care of. I even put in there, don't take your water sample to the pool store or another service company who don't have knowledge of startups. 
the water is everywhere when you're doing a startup you're trying to get it to regulate while it's curing and if they go take it to the pool store they're going to be like oh my god your pool water is crazy bad they they're ruining your pool but hey did the customer say that their pool was just plastered three days ago probably not and even if they did if you go to one of these stores probably having some, especially in the summertime, you're having some high schooler who has no idea what a new plaster startup is. So that could cause issues. So yeah, I made an agreement. I also put on there, if you do not follow my recommendations and instructions, you release all liability against me. Do this for a living. This is something I do regularly. I've been trained and I do have the best interests of your pool. But if you go and do not do any of this, there's issues. Just like you can't go swimming. There's reasons you can't go swimming. One, it's still curing, it's still soft, but on top of it, I'm adding a lot of acid. The chemicals are all over the place. It can make you itchy. So just stay out of the pool so we can make sure your investment works. I have a service contract for my anything over $500. So if I'm putting in a new equipment set in, I have my contract with you know, who they are, where they live, what I'm installing, when I'm installing it, how much is due, when I have a payment schedule. So like if there's a deposit, when that's due, when the equipment is delivered, the equipment payment is due. And then after I've finished my work, then their final payment for the labor is due. Again, make everything black and white so that there are no questions. And if there are questions, that those questions can come up when you are going over this with your customer. Customers just like to be informed. The better you can inform them, the better that they're going to be towards you as a customer. Now, with those new service agreements, personally, if someone cancels the, the service for the new startup in the middle, I've had it happen. I specify how much it's going to be. You know, you get this rate if we complete it all together. But if I have, if you cancel in the me middle again, I re you release liability and. I'm going to charge you my hourly rate instead of this discounted rate. Unfortunately, there's customers out there that make that hard. So you got to do it. You know, just like I had a startup where the customer was adding stuff into the pool. I was going crazy. I'm like, why is all this stuff happening? Like it looked perfect the day before I come back and it's a black surface with a white, big, huge white patch. What happened? Come to find out he was adding chemicals to the pool when I wasn't there. Luckily, he texts me when he did this and, you know, towards the end, he finally admitted to it and texts me and said, oh, I added all this. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to be printing that off and saving that in your file. You want to keep files on all of your, all of your agreements. That way, if anything comes up, you bring it up again later on or you have something that shows, hey, I went over this. This is what we do. With all agreements, I give a copy to the customer. So mine are all electronic, electronic. so they sign them online. They're able to print it out after, and it will have my, my uh, signature on it. But it's, it's great to do that. That way, you know, everybody knows what's going on, and you're good to go. Also, when it comes to your service agreements, if you ever have any questions about how to write it or what will make it legal, I would advise you to consult an attorney that specializes in that type of stuff. That way they can kind of go over it and make sure that everything is where it needs to be because they're going to be the professional that knows what can be held withheld in court.
that is our little tidbits for the servicer, especially the single polar. Thank you for listening. Please like, view us. Let us know what you would like us to talk about. And yeah, we will be back next week. Have a good night. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 